to Leitner. Puts it up. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. We're back with another amazing episode of the Culture State Podcast. We love to put on for our state of North Carolina, where I'm from, where Dennis lives. It's going to be your new home now. Oh, no, I... North Carolina is home for me, Chris. Really <laughs> Actually, not long ago, last month in December, I went back to Virginia for a short bit. Um, was home for Christmas, but actually went back to Virginia in the Richmond area for a short bit. And I was like, kind of want to get back to Raleigh. Kind of want to get back to Raleigh. You know, it was the thing. I was like, you know, I'd, Virginia, you were great to me, but sorry, North Carolina's home to me now. So? For those who call North Carolina home, or maybe um, you don't live in North Carolina anymore, but you want some flavor of North Carolina still, we're the guys for you. I'm Chris Lee. I'm Dennis Cox. This now, is Chris, the Culture State quick. Podcast. That's right. Now, one thing you can do, Chris, on Tuesdays, go to papamurphys.com. Order yourself a large pizza. Only $10.99 on Tuesdays. Large Papa Murphy's pizzas. Get any toppings and stuff, whatever you want. Large pizzas, only $10.99. Give him a follow on Twitter at Papa Murphy's as well as Instagram as well. It's a big shout out to Papa Murphy's, Chris. Exactly. Now, Chris, before we get started, we're talking to Nolan Smith, NC basketball. NC is in the state of North Carolina. NC legend, <laughs> played at Duke. Yes. See, I, I, see that's the old radio trick. Yeah, we got to get that right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we got it right. But yeah, North Carolina. State of North Carolina, not NC State, not UNC, but Duke, former Duke basketball player Nolan Smith and current assistant coach is going to join us. He's going to talk about not only his career, Coach K, but also the activism stuff that he does in the city of Durham and in the community as well, which is very active and has been for the last couple of years and very um, been one of the four, one of the been at the forefront, you know, one of the faces of community movement in this area. I think one of the things that's kind of cool about that is somebody who's not from here. Like he was born in Kentucky yeah. and then eventually moved in DC and moved to DC in that DC area and lived most of his life up there. So he would call DC home. Uh, he also has certain terms that he uses that we'll hear in the show. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, you know, North Carolina terms are better, but, <laughs> uh, but he came here and he really made Durham his, his home. And the fact that uh, he played in Duke. He ingratiated himself into the Durham community. He came back after his professional playing career to be at Duke. And instead of just, you know, isolating himself within the confines of the Duke University campus, he decides, hey, I want to go out there. I want to be a part of this community. I want to talk about the issues that are happening that are impacting the real lives of people who watch this on television, the people who may never, ever get a chance to step foot on campus in their own city. But just across the way, just down Durham Freeway, they are going through some real life issues and that uh, we need to talk about that. That's one of the things I love uh, about Nolan Smith and the way that he's kind of ingratiated himself in the community as well, because he doesn't have to do it. He could just kind of sit back and yeah. you know collect his money, go home and and have a good life. Exactly. Now, I know this is something we didn't initially plan on talking about, Chris, but this is something we see in the in the basketball like from the basketball community in this area. Lavelle Moten and the stuff that he's done in the community. We've seen Nolan Smith and the yep. and what he's doing in the community. And this is actually something as someone who is not from this area. Lavelle Moten actually originally isn't from the right from the triangle area. Originally grew up in the Boston area, moved mm -hmm. to this area, you know, somewhere in like the early middle school age. Same with Nolan Smith, didn't come here until is obviously his collegiate career. Me, I came here in my adult life. And it's just something about not only this area, but this state that just 
the community is such an important piece of this state. Like, I have so many friends of mine who are not from this area, um, obviously myself included. Some of them are from North Carolina. Some of them are not. But they very much are community-focused, community-driven. They love shopping locally. They love to get involved in not only local politics or local activism, whatever it is they decide to do. But community is at the forefront of so many cities and towns across the state. And that is something that I, as someone who's from not from here, really, truly appreciate. Uh, and it, it it's nice for me because now I, I want to get involved in the community in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I know COVID kind of put a pause and stuff, but I was looking to possibly regularly volunteer with the, with the, uh, gosh, the, uh, the, believe the, the, uh, the food shelters of like C central and Eastern North Carolina, yep. like just working in those, like whether it's just help delivering stuff or just dropping stuff off, whatever it may be, just getting involved in the community. It's so important. And that's one thing I love and appreciate about this state. That's something, you know, you made a good point. COVID really did stop a lot of that. And I wonder how communities have been impacted by those who maybe haven't been able to give their time because of COVID concerns and certain things being shut down. But uh, one of the things I used to do uh, in a triad was go speak to schools. And yeah. one of the things I was starting to do, too, um, was to, you know, go read um, to, to little kids, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's not even like a huge thing in the grand scheme of things. Their teacher can read the same book. Yeah. But when they can say, hey, the guy from television came and read this book and he has some nice words to say about me and some encouraging words. I know how far that goes. There's a guy by the name of Buster Brown, uh, who is a radio legend in the triad area. He came to my um, elementary school when I was in third grade and, um, you know, had uplifting words for all of us. And then I called up to the radio when he was on the radio afterwards and said, hey, yeah. you came to my school. I, I really, you know, thank you for for coming up. And he gave me a shout out on the radio. Very small thing. Yeah. Super small thing. Ended up being one of the things that made me want to do this whole thing, uh, do radio, eventually get into television and everything like that. Now is going into podcasting. And he eventually worked with me at WXI. So he was my um, my colleague. But that started in third grade. And I know how big that is. And so Nolan Smith doing that, he, he understands, um, you know, his impact that he can have not only just monetarily, but just his voice. And uh, when you have a platform, people definitely uh, are able to, you know, they'll take what you have to say, they'll listen to it, and they'll take it far. For sure. And again, it's not just, you know, writing a check or, you know, or anything like that. It's saying here's not only what can be better, here's how we can do it better, but here's how you can help us do it too. So mm -hmm. it's not just, all right, you need like, here's five grand to help with your cause. Like, no, it's everyone around you, can chip in and that's what they want to do. They're like, they're trying to pull community in together. Now, Chris, speaking of Nolan Smith and what he does in the community, let's get to that interview right after this. All right. Another episode of the culture state podcast. Uh, we'll be celebrating the best in the state of North Carolina. And now we'll be being joined by former Duke basketball player, current Duke uh, basketball uh, assistant coach and Nolan Smith. Uh, Nolan, you spent, of course, a lot of time in North Carolina through your time at Duke and all that. But before actually coming to Duke, uh, I think I went to the Greensboro Coliseum in 2006 and saw you and Ty Lawson play against Dudley High School that had, um, I think, Kevin Swinton and Will Graves on that team. Will Graves, yep. And, yep. Um, and, and that was a, a pretty interesting game. And, and I looked down, and I was like, oh, okay, he's going to Duke. And, um, and it was kind of cool to see you kind of transition – after that into a college basketball player. But I wanted to know, like, 
outside of playing basketball, did you have any experiences in the state of North Carolina or what did you think about the state of North Carolina before coming down here, uh, spending so much time playing basketball? Yeah, my only time spending up kind of prior to coming down here was AAU trips, playing in the Bob, Gibb- the Bob Gibbons, which was played all over North Carolina, Raleigh-Durham area. I mean, it was at NC State, it was in Chapel Hill, it was Mount Zion High School. That was my first time going to Mount Zion where Trace McGrady played. Um, so then I, so during that time, I was introduced to cookout. So that, that was probably the one thing <laughs> that, I, I really, that really stuck with me. Every time I came to North Carolina, oh, can we stop at a cookout? So that was, that, was, that was really it, though. Outside from playing high school games, you know, like that one, we played Concord, North Carolina versus Ish Smith. Um, so yeah. obviously Oak Hill, Oak Hill is basically North Carolina. It's, it's right there on the border. So we played a lot of North Carolina teams. But, um, yeah, that was really it before I, before I touched down down here. What was the go-to cookout order? Normally the chicken shrimp tray. Okay. Yeah, normally the chicken shrimp tray with double Cajun fries. And you know, I was, I'm a big sweet tea guy. I love sweet tea. Okay. But my first time trying cheer wine um, <laughs> was down here. I never, never even heard of cheer wine until I got to North Carolina. Did, did it help out with the recruitment? Like when Coach K first called you and he's like, look, we also have cookout, so you can just eat cookout all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the the food down here definitely definitely was a huge seller. North Carolina's food is amazing. Now What's I'm sure you point of North. I was I'm saying sorry, I'm sure you adopted Eastern style barbecue as well. You know, with your time at Duke, of course. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I forget there was a, there was a barbecue spot right here, right here in Durham that we'd also go to. I'm drawing a blank on the name, but. It was it was a, it was a really good spot that I know was another seller as far as coming to do. Now I was going to ask like what is your what was your view of of the state like outside of playing basketball there like when I think of Wyoming I've never been to Wyoming but it's like I don't know what to do right uh, you know if I go there I'm not going to be sure what to do in Wyoming what was your view of the state as a whole uh, before you know coming here to, to do? Uh, well, I always just thought of it as the South. I, th- I was like, all right, well, North Carolina, South Carolina, no, down down there, you know. Once you go down there, I never really, you know, I never really went past Virginia. You know, I stopped at Richmond, and that was, that was really it. But, you know, I always knew the people in the South are very nice. I always heard about the people down in the South. They're like, oh, they're friendly. You know, up north, people are rude. <laughs> you know, people up north, D.C., Philly, New York, they'll bump you in the streets and keep it moving. You're just like, all right. So I came down south, and it's like, you get bumped. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. You okay? Like, oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so just that that was really the one thing I knew about the South was how friendly everybody was. But then obviously I knew Duke, I knew Carolina, I knew NC State. I knew I knew the ACC basketball was big down here and everybody loved basketball. So. So what drove you to go to Duke? Like what was the reason behind as opposed to maybe an NC State or UNC? So what really drove me to come to Duke, obviously Coach K was a huge seller, but Johnny Dawkins, who my dad and him played for the uh, 76ers together, so that was Uncle Johnny. But I came to Duke basketball camps because Johnny would invite me down here. I'd stay with his, stay at his house with with his wife Tracy on Tracy, and I'd come to the camps. I did that about three years in a row. Mm-hmm. So and I was probably 11, 12, 13 years old. So I was super young and just got introduced to North Carolina and Duke basketball um, through him. So obviously he was the lead recruiter 
uh, recruited me to Duke and just felt like home, felt like a great place, loved the campus here, loved the, both worlds of, of sports and academics that Duke had to offer. So it was uh, really a no-brainer once they called. You know, it was Louisville or Duke were my two choices. My whole family went to Louisville, dad, mom, sister. So I was the guy that kind of chose his own his own path to, you know, not not go wear red like them. Yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that. My my family uh, all went to a and I decided to go to UNCG and they're like, yeah, yeah. you know, why? It was just down the street. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, I also wanted to ask you this, like since you've been here, you've transitioned as a coach um, and, and doing a, a wonderful job with that. But last year, especially during COVID, you were very much so involved in the community, have a lot of these pop up events. Um, you know, where you uh, wanted to spread awareness, just different things around uh, Durham. Um, how important has that been to you just to ingratiate yourself into the community? I mean, because you could just, you know, stay in your in your basketball bubble and, and be fine. Uh, but you also want to make sure that the community, that the folks that are in Durham and the surrounding areas, they're also uh, being heard on their uh, what they uh, their problems that they have every single day. Why was that so important to you? And talk about some of that, uh, some of the work that you were able to do during that time. Yeah, um, probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned in life is from my mom at an early age. She told me, she said, you're not just going to be a basketball player. And <clears throat> obviously now coach, that still stands um, to where I don't want to just be in a, a basketball bubble and always throwing myself into my community. Um, being here in Durham for such a long time, I've made a lot of big-time relationships, great relationships, long-lasting long friends. <clears throat> And during that time, just really just being out in the community and helping, whether it's, you know, giving back to the to the youth and to the, to the kids out here and whatever they need, um, whether it's back to school drives, just being involved is something that uh, I love to do. I love to do. And Durham has really just accepted me from day one um, as a freshman here um, as far as being being amongst amongst them, <laughs> whether it's outside playing basketball on a court hanging out, playing kickball, just always been in this community. So, I mean, this this community of Durham is my family. I've been here for a long, long time now. And they've seen me, they've seen me grow up, you know, since 2007, 2008. It's, it's 2021 now. It's a long time. So, yeah. just just a lot of, lot of people that I truly love and respect here. So, it's important that when they call me for something, there's so many community leaders here. So when they call me, hey, Nolan, we need you to come speak at this event. Can you stop by? Absolutely. It's never, it's never going to be a hesitation to make sure they see my face, you know, in this community. Um, and obviously there's a lot of things that go on in this community, whether it's violence, um, whether it's, you know, poverty and people that need might need food, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of things going on. And if they see somebody that, you know, might be on TV, you know, that, that just, that affects them, you know, that affects them. And, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough and blessed enough that I know that that affects them. So I need to be out there know doing God's work on a daily basis and making sure they know that Nolan Smith and Duke basketball cares about them. What are some of the long-term things you have going on in the community in, in Durham? Yeah, um so I've I've really I've partnered with a couple couple different groups. One of them being Bull City United that um you know really is um is focused on the the violence that happens in Durham. <laughs> that's that's their big focus. So they do they do peace weeks. They do about five to six peace peace weeks a year, and really just they do walks. They're out in the community promoting nonviolence, and just being being with them, sitting in on meetings with them, 
and talking about what what can they do to you know keep these kids off the streets you know keep keeping them in schools and so that's that's one thing I, i'm very proud of being involved with them and then um there's there's, there's a gentleman by the name of coach keenan who started started his own nonprofit. I, I team up with him and he he does he does a little bit of everything he does a little bit of everything i just team up and you know a lot, a lot of people say i'm just i'm just a team guy i don't have anything individually that i would say is mine in durham but teaming up with so many different these community leaders and being there for them and then when they need me i'm there to i'm there to provide help so you're also raising a family uh in durham and uh you know congratulations on on that too but are you also ready for your kids to grow up uh sounding a little more country than what maybe <laughs> what you did when you were growing up <laughs> i know my uh, wife is from bermuda and even though we live in north carolina i'm from north carolina my wife is from bermuda my daughter start saying Bermudian things now just because she's around her mom. So that was kind of a shock to me. Are you ready for that? I, I Unfortunately, yes, <laughs> but not in a bad way. So my wife and I just had this conversation literally two nights ago um, because we got to an argument about toboggan or beanie scully. So we get into this argument and we're like, um, I'm like, well, up north we call it scully bean. I said, maybe it's North Carolina thing. So I ended up putting a poll on Instagram and most people call it Scully or Beanie. And then um, I had a couple people, but I started looking through the people that were saying toboggan. And it was a lot of people that I know that are from here in North Carolina. I said, okay, that's North Carolina thing. <clears throat> I said, well, I'm from up north. I said, my kids have to call it Scully or Beanie. She's like, <laughs> well, we live in North Carolina now. They, yeah. they, they need to call it what it is where they're from. I said, they're, they're both born in Durham. So they're going to call it to- toboggan. I'm like, I'm like, look, we have to introduce them to the north a little bit too. <laughs> but I'm very, I'm very, I'm going to be very proud that they're North Carolinians. They're from Durham. They're, they're, they're going to be Bull City raised. So no, nah, it's, it's it's going to be a very cool thing. If you ever accept that job up north, then I know you're going to go back to to, to Scully for them. I know. Like, I personally, I'm, I'm not changing. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard all i've heard it all i personally call it a beanie but i've heard people call it a toboggan but i've also known it's toboggan. A toboggan, it's toboggan to be a wooden sled that yep. you, you use yep. in the snow uh, so it's, it's, it's toboggan we, we could just go ahead and settle it so no no Carolinians put sleds on their head <laughs> that's right <laughs> yes yes they do that's I, right jenga i go beanie uh that's what i've always called it um, <laughs> So let's get into your time playing basketball at Duke and the rivalries that are known, obviously, with UNC and NC State. I, I really do wonder, which fan base was the most annoying? <laughs> um, I'd probably say always living here in Durham, it was probably Carolina because I feel like I never really ran into a lot of state fans in this area. Yeah. Um, so the Carolina fans definitely would – say the most things to me, whether it's in the grocery store or at South Point Mall, I'd run into definitely more Carolina. But then the state, the state fans a little bit, but I'd probably say the Carolina would take take the nod on that front as far as being most the most aggressive when it comes to uh, seeing me in public. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how far like the fans kind of take everything uh, when it comes down to rivalry? Because like, you know, I, I grew up in, in Greensboro, so I've seen everything, you know, when it comes down to what how fans are. And I just always thought it was interesting. It's like, you know, these guys are all friends and they, they play together and they probably played on the same AAU team. You and Ty Lawson went to high school together. It's like, like, yeah. what, are you, what are you so mad about? 
right now i always say look the rivalry, the rivalry is real but only for about 40 minutes or two hours from the time we get to that to that arena to the end about two hours to maybe a little more but then after that yeah i mean it's it's all love anybody if anybody knows me and asks me that they, they'll tell you look i'm friends with everybody where they play the wake state carolina i i don't i don't have anybody that i have any sort of hatred towards just because they wore a different jersey um, but between them lines, it was war. What are some of your uh, most fun memories uh, or a, a fun memory that sticks out playing against Carolina? Uh, de- definitely the comeback. Yeah. Definitely. That that one's always going to take the cake. But then that, that season to the championship game, being able to run it back versus that very good Carolina team, those, those two games stick out the most for me. Um, not only that I played great in, in both of them, but <laughs> we won. We won both of them. Yeah. But the come the comeback game. Um, I mean, that Carolina team was loaded. I mean, Kendall, uh, Marshall, mm-hmm. um, Harrison Barnes, John Henson, Zeller. I mean, they they were loaded. PJ, Reggie Bullock. I mean, they had they had a lot of pros, and so did we. You know, both sides were. I think probably had at least eight eight guys that played or touched the NBA court at some point. You know, on both sides. So when I mean, we're down 14 at halftime and to come back versus them, a team like that is, you know, that's, that's, that's different. I mean, Seth Curry, Seth Curry went off in the second half um, and we were able to come back and put him away. And Cameron, I think still to this day, is probably the loudest I ever heard it <laughs> that yeah. night. Um, I mean, it just erupted at so many different times. So that was just a special game. And then versus Carolina running back in the AC championship game, after they just beat us at home, I think to win the ACC regular season, they they got us. So it was like, okay, all right, well y'all got the regular season, we get to see y'all again for the for the tournament championship. Like it was it was it was a match. <laughs> it was a match, yeah. and I definitely took it personal to make sure my team did not lose that game um, that night. So really, just going after them right from the jump ball um, to get that win. That was another another battle. But I think we got them pretty good that game where it wasn't as close. These types of stories, how important are these stories to bring out in recruiting, but also to uh, in your team as you're getting them ready for uh, the Duke and North Carolina game? I mean, I know you guys are not there yet, but like in past experiences with other teams, how important are these stories to pull out from you and, and Coach Carowell and Coach Shire because you guys actually played in those environments and, and you understand what it's like? Yeah, it's, it's always important to know the history. Um, I think when I – before I came in to Duke, put the jersey on, I, I did my homework. I, I had to know my history about the Duke Carolina game. So to tell our guys the history, make sure they understand the history, to understand they're not just playing for them. You know, they're playing for all the players that came before it and all the fans that have been fans probably their whole lives. You know, and this goes for both sides. Carolina's fans and players should feel the exact same way. It's, it's bigger than them. It's bigger than just that year, you know. Mm. So for them to understand that, it's huge um, for the rivalry. It's what makes the rivalry the rivalry, that it's going to be an all-out war. And then if, whatever side you come out on at the end of the game, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> you know, sure. the, play, the players that play before, you're going to hear about it. Like, yeah. you know, when I was playing the NBA, I was getting texts from the Carolina guys that I played against, like, wow, <laughs> we got y'all tonight. <laughs> yeah, we got y'all. There was a lot of betting going on uh, when I was in the NBA. You know, and that, that still goes on. That hey, all right. When I see you next time we come to Atlanta, make sure you have my my couple dollars that we just bet. You know that's that's the type of stuff that goes on in the NBA. But um, 
No, I mean, it's the, it, the history of the rivalry is so so deep and, you know, it's important for both sides when they put on that jersey to know that, especially for our guys here. How much money did Austin Rivers make you? <laughs> a lot, a lot. I thank, him. I thank him every time I see him. <laughs> I hope you gave him a cut. <laughs> right? Uh, I, I gave him a couple of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> now, in, in looking back at the history, you said you did your research. Who or or what moment, what game, or what player in this history of this rivalry stood out to you before you got to Duke? Um, for me, it was Jay Williams. Jay, Jay Williams was always my favorite player before getting to Duke. Just a dynamic combo guard, athletic, can shoot it, can get it off the bounce, could really score at all, could could score at all three levels. You know, so just watching him the way he you know took the court and his approach to the rivalry. And to every game was just, you know, something that when I when I made my decision to come to Duke, I was like, all right, well, I want to follow in those footsteps and be that type of dynamic guard, um, the way Jay Will was. All right, I, I know that um, during the talk of of the preseason, everybody knows this is Coach K's last year, so I don't want to necessarily go into just that talk, but just in o- overall, as a basketball player, as a coach, first starting, uh, 2015, 2016, whenever it was. Um, at you know, in, in your coaching career, like how how can you quantify the things that you've been able to learn under Coach K under during that time uh, as as a player and as a coach that's made you a better basketball mind overall? Yeah. Oh man, you really you really can. It's very hard to do when there's so much knowledge that's being given on a daily basis. Um, so one thing that when I first got back here was uh, I always noticed him. He always has a notebook and pen. And he's always taking notes. No matter who's talking, he's going to take notes on what they're saying. So I made a point from that very first meeting to always have a pen and paper on hands and taking notes. And if we're just talking about anything, whatever it is, and we're not talking basketball, to have a pen and paper there, just taking notes on little things that he might be saying, whether it's about the business side of basketball. And then obviously once it came to basketball, I was writing down everything that he was saying just so that when, you know, this year ends and I start – you know, preparing for the next year with Coach Shire, and then I started thinking about, you know, my first head job. Um, I'm going to go back and look at my, you know, 10 notebooks that I have full of paper and notes on, what co- different things that Coach K might have said to us. You know, those things are going to go with me wherever I go because um, the lessons the lessons that he's taught me as a player and as a coach um, go on for days, but just the way he prepares, um, mm-hmm. he, he, he's a big-time preparer. He's never not prepared. And that's probably going to be the one sole thing that I'll take away from him is, you know, over-prepare. You can never under-prepare. You have to be prepared for every situation um, that comes your way. Cool. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, end this. We want to thank you for uh, for your time and talking a little bit of uh, North Carolina with us, a lo- little bit of uh, Duke with us. But we got to talk about some really quick North Carolina history uh-huh. with, uh, with Nolan Smith. Um, back in 2011 – uh, I was working with 102 Jams. BDOT talked about it was my birthday. And I guess you were listening, and you sent me a happy birthday on Twitter back when my name was Show Smooth. And I yep. wanted to, like, always thank you for that because I saved it. It was like that was the first birthday shout-out ever got uh, on Twitter. And Twitter was still very new at that time. I think you were getting ready for the uh, for the draft at that point. So, yep. Yep. Uh, so thank you for, for that. And then it was it's good to now be in the Raleigh area to actually cover you up close. I appreciate y'all. Thank, thank y'all so much for having me on. 
If you hear a loud singing in the background, it's just my daughter listening oh. to something. Oh, really? <laughs> she's, she's probably watching Sing Too. My my daughter oh, okay. has been singing these older songs like Alicia Keys, That Girl Is On Fire, like it's new. And like Prince, you know, songs, whatever, that's in these uh, new yeah. uh, cartoons these days. And, you know, it's interesting. I love the fact that uh, the old stuff is new again. Yeah. And so it's kind of giving her kind of a, a good musical education. So that's something that's, I, I absolutely love about it. I know I have not seen Sing 2 yet, Chris. Is it is it as good as the first one? Well, I haven't seen it either. My wife has watched it with her. My oh, dad man. has watched it with her. Um, so I know that it's she knows a song from that because she tells me about it and she sings it. Um, but I haven't sat down and watched it yet. No, I mean, you, you know, my thing about movies, right? Yeah, I know you don't watch them. <laughs> Gosh, but so I did I, go to the movie theater and, saw, and I saw Scream. Yeah, okay, yeah, you went and saw Scream. Yeah, like the reason first off, that I, I like the Scream franchise, like back when I was a kid. Yeah, um, I did like you know the, the original screams. I thought they were cheesy, but yeah. like cool enough to like to to watch and everything like that. So yeah, yeah. So me and my wife we went to go see Scream, and you know, it was one of our one of our date nights for our anniversary. So I absolutely right. loved it. All right. There, there's a few more, I can't remember the names, but there's a few more uh previews I saw. I was like, hmm, I might want to go see that movie. Batman, there's a new Batman coming out. I want to see that. You're going to try and tell me there's a new Batman. Have you seen these bookshelves behind me? You're going to try and tell me there's a new Batman. I know there's a new Batman coming out. I've seen Spider-Man multiple times in theater already. <laughs> the new one, no home. Fantastic movie. But yeah, I can't believe you actually went to the theaters, Chris. I was mind blown. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. What do you mean you're in the movie theater? You don't the do movie, that. The movie theater close to me, they have like the recliner, you know, leather yeah. seats. I don't know if all of them have it. So if it's, if they do, I'm just late to the okay. party. You're very late. So they all have the recliner leather seats now? A lot. Pretty much all of them do. Yeah. Like you take what? Your, I guess you went to, let, me, let me guess. You went to Cinemark. You went to Raleigh Grand. I don't remember the name of it. Maybe AMC. Uh, okay. Briar Creek. Oh, you went to Briar Creek. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They all pretty much have that. You can select your seats ahead of time. Like it's a, like you're going to a sporting event. I, I knew I knew you could do that. I knew yeah. that was one of the changes. But like I didn't know everybody went to the leather seat thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. So more space, more comfort. Everyone's offering food options now. Like there's Alamo Draft House on the eastern side of Raleigh. There's Cinemark Raleigh Grand, which I go to. The AMC you mentioned. Yeah, they're all doing that. Chris, come on, get with the times. So I was shocked. This was maybe five, six years ago. Me and my wife went out to I don't even know know, know the movie, but one of the movies I saw. I usually go to the movie theater like once a year, and um, we saw we sit down in the theater, and then all of a sudden, like a waitress comes and is like, "Do you want anything?" We're like, "Yeah." what yeah <laughs> like what is what yeah. this, this happens this is yep. a thing now mm -hmm. i mean still didn't make me come back to the movies more but it was wow. cool to know you know that's the thing you want to do like dinner on a movie do it all at one time it's the best yeah support your local theaters people. it'll be expensive though because yeah, movies still are charging an arm and a leg for stuff that's you know normally priced at walmart yeah well it's the theater experience, Chris. <laughs> I, did, I did sneak in a cold-pressed juice so, <laughs> so I could have my kale greens and pineapple and all that, you know, in there. So I, I did sneak that in because I know that's not going to be offered there. So there's nothing alkaline at the movie theater. That is one change I would make. We need some vegan options there. Like, I need to be able to have some vegan food options right there at the movie theater. 
I'm probably the only one asking for this and I go to movies like once a year, but I'm sure eventually more people will be asking for this. We need healthy. You know, Chris, there's a vegan option on the menu. I guarantee you, you know what it is? It's not popcorn. French fries. Oh, okay. Probably that. That's right. Get the French fries, Chris. Say all that butter they put on that popcorn is definitely. Well, you can that. get it without butter. Yeah, but it's still made in the same buttery, you know, canister that they have everything in. All that butter, all the butter remnants and stuff on there. Like, okay, it may not be like drenched in butter, but there's some butter in it. Shout outs to butter. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to butter. Gosh, I love some butter. And also, Chris. <laughs> Earth Balance makes a good vegan butter. Uh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. (laughs) Speaking of shout outs, Chris, I want to give a couple shout outs out here. Go for it. We we appreciate five star reviews. Okay. So if you have, if you download this on Apple, leave us those five stars. But also, when you write us a review, it makes us feel good about ourselves. Uh, For example, uh, Mr. Real for Real wrote, Love the show. Great crew with great chemistry, making great content. Thank you for bringing attention to the rich history of the state. Shout out to you, sir. I didn't know that, but I know who that is. I, I used to rap with him back in the day. He is an amazing rapper. Shout out to okay. Real For Real. I, I don't know who he is. He's He really helped me um, put together a lot of my, my rap songs back in the day. So he's a great right. guy. Also, we have from KDH0324. I don't know that person. I don't way. know who this person is, but it says, worth a Ric Flair. Woo! You got to edit that in there so we can have that for, for that. Are you gonna make me do work? <laughs> My bad. You don't have a, a button set up already over there on your fancy. No, setup? I don't. Okay. That, I think you probably need to at least put that in there. It needs to be one of the. I should. Anyway, they say love this podcast. Chris and Dennis do an incredible job sharing stories from across North Carolina, and love their coverage of our state that sometimes doesn't get the highlight it deserves. Great listen, and one of my favorite podcasts. So, Thank shout you, out to Mr. Kdh. Yeah, shout out. Follow us on Twitter. And, you know, hey, if you give us that five-star rating, we'll also give you a shout-out. Exactly. You never know. You can hear yourself on this podcast. You can hear yourself on 99.9 The Fan. You could maybe hear it on WREL Sports Plus, which is a thing as well. We'll be talking about that more in the coming weeks. That might come. Also, while you're out there, make sure you order yourselves on Tuesday nights a fresh Papa Murphy's pizza. Again, you take it, bake it at home. Tuesdays, large pizzas, $10.99. Give them a follow on Twitter and Instagram, Papa Murphy's. Yep. Dennis, been a good show. Uh, next time you guys see me, I won't have this uh, long beard. I got to get back to work. And uh, this almost like two weeks worth of beard work will be cut off. Chris, if I were to shave again, which never going to happen, but if I were to shave again, it would give me like two hours and I'd have about as much hours. <laughs> Actually, it might be growing back before I even finish shaving. <laughs> you know, we should do like a marathon uh, podcast day one day. And I just want to see you do that, like legit, like freshly shave ahead of time. Oh, and then like maybe we're on for like five hours. I just want to see how it like grow right there in front of me. Do a time lapse video. I got to clear this with my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She likes the beard. You're right. Oh. Yeah, everything goes goes through the ladies. You're right. I love my Shout out to your girlfriend. Hey, she's amazing. I love her. So, all right, Chris. Till next time. We out. The Culture State Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network, with new shows coming out every Wednesday. Download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL Sports Fan app.